Hello. Uh, this is the My Radio Show. It's produced by me. It is shared by me. It is um, it's handwritten. Everything I said is actually a handwritten script, and I get the scripts uh, before I do it. They get sent in the mail by a company, um, the company that uh, wanted me to do it. I'm actually not a real person, and I wasn't I wasn't born anywhere. I was, I'm kind of like Kyle XY, and uh, and I actually have three belly buttons, but it's like the same thing. As long as it's uh, as long as it's belly button lore, then you know it. I, you can tell how I'm related to Kyle XY, uh, and I'm just like I receive the script in the mail, and I say the script word for word, word for word. Everything. If you hear like um, but uh. And then, if you hear that exact quote, that's written in the script. And it's really tough for me because I don't, sometimes I get worried that they're going to get lost in the mail and uh, that I'll have to, that I won't have anything else to say. And, but that's, that's my heart, you know, my heart burns for uh, repeating things that aren't my words that were given to me. These are just, everything I say is just a, it's just like an advertising campaign for, um, for, uh, sweaters for like a sweater company. It's actually just an advertising campaign for, uh, um, for the Vegas tourism board. It's like one of those, uh, like what happens in Vegas commercials. You know how they're kind of edgy? Like that's what this that's what this whole thing is. It's just like a what happens in Vegas commercial. Or like they used to be edgy. Um but uh you know there's um there's all kinds of life to be lived and I don't I don't like I don't need to do any of it. Uh I don't need to do life. I'm trying to transition so that I just have a live experience so it's live. Uh, live and in person. This is me live and in person, but just so that I don't uh, break away from it and that I leave in everything that I everything I screw up or whatever. It should be a live experience, live me talking, because who knows what would be lost if I took the best 65 minutes of a 70-minute recording, because that would be the devil to do something like that. That would be evil. Uh, I feel like I started off the episodes in the beginning of this podcast during the course of it. I didn't, most of them, I didn't know what I was going to talk about when I started talking. And so you would get like 20 minutes of filler at the beginning. And uh, that's what I'm doing today because, uh, but then I tried to make it more serious at some point. And because uh, I'm serious because I'm so because I'm a serious guy. Um I don't know, but let me tell you about this. So first of all, um like I don't know, have you guys seen some of the things coming out about Cat in the Hat recently? Um like I don't I don't really know what's going on, but there's some connections between it and um it's just difficult when you see that he's got one of those big goofy hats, but how much do you ever acknowledge the hat um, that the cat in the hat is wearing? The cat in the hat hat? 
how much do you ever notice that hat? And it's such a, like, it's such a tall hat, you know, it's, it's a monstrosity. You would recognize that hat if you saw him in person, if you saw the cat in the hat in person, but it's like, they seem to have written, they seem to have written the cat in the hat so that you never even recognize that hat when, when on another cat, that hat would be like the most important thing about most recognizable thing about the situation. If that hat was on another cat and like, I think it has something to do with Washington. Like, I think that there's something, there's something kind of weird going on about it. Like it's really tall, tall, goofy hat. Like if you've seen, if you heard some of the things coming out about the cat in the hat recently and like, uh, hop on pop and, um, uh, like all of those, there's just kind of, you can, you can see how they're all connected. Apparently, if you just kind of rearrange, like even the chapter heading, like the chapters, um, and the page numbers, like the way that the story goes together in one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish is like, if you rearrange the words, you can kind of find connections between that. And, uh, like some of the things that Epstein said and, um, one guy was saying that like the layer, like the circles on the cat and the hat hat are kind of just like representative of the layers of deception in in the deep state. And because if you like, the thing is, if you recognize, first of all, have you ever seen the cat and the hat in real life? Um, cause people are starting to bring it up more and more now that like, there's like, who is the cat in the hat? And like, where, where, where are we even supposed to find him? And like, there's not any records or pictures of him, like in real life. Cause all the pictures that you see of him are actually just like a cartoon version. And, um, and when you think about it, it's kind of weird because there's like, he's a cat that is walking around the same way that a guy would. Um, he's just like, he's just like a tall tall cat like walking around the same way that a guy would and, and like i find it weird like if he was um like if there's a cat walking around the same way as a guy does like there, there's a cat that's basically a man uh i'm pretty sure he would just be wearing a baseball cap not a giant like goofy tall hat um that never gets acknowledged and it's like you say the cat in the hat and you don't even it's only about the cat but you see the whole thing as one the cat in the hat but like that hat on another cat would would obviously be noticed and it's just kind of interesting if you think about like well like if you read hop on pop you would definitely know um some of the connections like it kind of if you read hop on pop it's kind of evident some of the things like Maybe Barack Obama is married to maybe Michelle Obama is a man like that. Like some of the rumors about that have come out. Um, yeah. And Fox News covers it all up. If you if you read, uh, I would if I was in a box, I would if I was with a fox. Um, that just kind of points to some of the things that the Clintons have been doing, I would say. And there's just like a lot of there's a lot of deception with the whole thing there's a lot of deception um one fish two fish red fish blue fish like are you sure are you sure about that i don't one fish two fish it's kind of like well if you see a if you see a hat like that on somebody else you wouldn't even say that that was like the cat in the hat hat because you would just say that was a really goofy hat 
But what's interesting, there's just like some of the things, and it's coming out piece by piece. Like conservatives are going crazy about it. Like what's coming out about the cat in the hat. And uh, if you think about it, he's actually just, um, he's just this cartoon cat, but you kind of forget about, um, he's wearing a, isn't he wearing a bow tie or at least you imagine him to? Is he or isn't he? And it's kind of, it's one of those Nelson, that one of those Mandela effects. Uh, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of corruption involved. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of deceit. Uh, like Hop on Pop kind of says it all. I'd say that's the linchpin for all of this. If you read Hop on Pop, Hop on Pop really gets into it. Like some of the, if you read, there's like chapter by chapter, you just knew, find out more things. Some of the things that they were covering up about Charlie Manson in the sixties, um, you find, you'll find some deep state stuff. You go far enough into hop on pop. You got to read between the lines though. Um, hop on pop actually was, uh, was one of the manuscripts originated by, uh, Robert Kennedy before he, but, uh, but enough about that. I don't know. I don't know if that worked or not. I was trying to make it work. So, <clears throat> oh, make sure you say something interesting. Make sure you get real nice about it. Make sure you are real suave and forward about your intentions. Make sure that your intentions are spoken through what you're saying. Make sure that what you're saying is just that you're a mouthpiece for God. Make sure that you're just a mouthpiece for what needs to be said in the world. Make sure that you're just a vessel for unembodied message, otherwise unembodied messages that are spoken through the frequency that is just your vocal cords. Make sure that the words spoken out of you are have nothing to do with you and that they come from some supernatural place. Make sure that when you speak, you don't even know what you're saying. Then just things go flow through you like they're water. Make sure you're like an open faucet for the spiritual realm. Make sure you're a medium for what's what would otherwise be intangible and unspeakable. Make sure that you speak what can't be spoken. Make sure that you speak what can't be spoken by uh, a lesser person. Make sure that you speak for the unable unable to speak. I just speak for the unable to speak lesser people, people that are lesser than myself. You ever run into a lesser, you know, then you just, you're like, that's a lesser to me. Um, there's all kinds of lessers for you. They're just like, that's a lesser than I am. Um, and they're just, uh, clingy, you know, a lesser is clingy. If you run into a lesser, that wants to be around you or doesn't. I mean, you just don't. You just want to uh, eschew all the lessers. You just want to rid yourself of lessers as much as you can. Um, you need to purge the, the lessers in your life if you have lessers. Uh, and it depends on how many lessers. you uh, lessers. Oh, a lesser? Why is a lesser trying to hang out with me? I'm, I'm better. I'm bigger. I'm bigger than that. I'm great. I'm greater than that. Do you know how great I am? I'm greater in my ability to communicate greatness. And anybody can see that. And especially in comparison to a lesser, if a lesser is around me, anyone will tell me and know that I'm the greater, the gooder, the better, the lesser. What's the opposite of a lesser? The more-er. 
Anyone knows that I'm a more in comparison to a lesser. Any lesser that's around me is made a lesser by somebody's analysis of the situation. Um, and please, please just take what I'm saying and know how serious and how important it is. Uh, we had a we had a number of deaths recently, and uh, there's always a number of deaths recently. And um, we lost a number of people in the country of Lesotho recently, and um, um, that really was compounded by the people that we lost in Cambodia recently. We, there are a few people that died, a number of people that died in Cambodia. Um, and you know, it would have been manageable if it had stopped there, but there was actually that you have to add in the fact that a number of people died in Mongolia and there's actually a few people, um, so there's a few people that died in Mongolia too. And there's just like, there's a number of people that died in, um, different places in the world. And, uh, that's not pleasant. That's not, that's not positive. Um, this podcast is very pro, um, living, very pro not dying. Um, I'm a pro anti-death podcast. I, I do not advocate death. Um, and I just wanted to make that clear. Uh, there's been a number of statements in the press trying to slander my name and, um, and it's, it's okay what people say about me. I don't really care, but I just wanted to set the record straight and, um, just explain that this is not, this podcast is not about death. It's not about dying. Um, it's about life. I'm very, I'm very pro living for the life filled. Um, and I've donated lots, I've donated thousands of money to the living for free lives care and association for the frequently living program and I've donated thousands of dollars to that and it was it was to my benefit I would say that that was to my benefit to do that it very much helped me out um, and you should you should think about doing something for somebody other than yourself today it makes you feel like you have some purpose in your life um, in a way that you wouldn't wouldn't even believe unbelievably so you feel purposeful upon uh, doing an activity for what you would call another person. Um, if you if you find another person, um, in if you you would find that performing an activity in their name and for them and for their benefit, you would you would find that that uh, benefits um, act, in actuality you and in actuality you benefit from if you uh, if you think about other people. And there's actually. Um, there's actually been no studies done on this, but it is unanimous that doing something for somebody else is always benefit is beneficial to you and it makes you feel happy because there's no sacrifice that you can make in life that doesn't backfire on you. So there's only there's only the benefit for you for any good deed you do for another person because there's no sacrifice you make that doesn't pan out for you in life and so anything that you would do for another person automatically brings you benefit as consensus from everybody in the entire world. So good deeds are untouchable and I like the cynical side of life. Um here's the thing and here's the thing and here's the thing and and here's the thing really here's the thing the thing is the following the following is the thing the words the thing that i'm going to say here's the thing 
Instagram, I would love to be more involved on Instagram, but when I go on there, I get scared. I don't like to see other people's pictures. It makes me feel insignificant, and I'm afraid of I'm afraid of the people that I see on Instagram. I'm afraid of the lives that they're living. I'm afraid that uh, in comparison that I'm not living a life, you know? And so Instagram, that's scary. Instagram, that's scary, isn't it? Isn't it scary? Uh, maybe for somebody like me. For, some, for a certain segment of the population, they can't even... F- own up. They can't even face Instagram. I can barely face Instagram. I'm scared of what's going on on there. It's because everybody is uh, really cheery, enthusiastic, and positive. It's just like so, it's so colorful and bright. And um, uh, so I'm afraid of Instagram. I'm scared. I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to coincide with Instagram. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be in a relationship with Instagram, but I do have an Instagram. And nevertheless, I have me what I call an Instagram, and that's what, and it is my my version of that is my Instagram, and my my Instagram page is my version of my Instagram, and uh, you would find that if you went on a my Instagram page, that that is an Instagram page that is specific to me. And but I want what I wanted to say about Instagram is that that stuff is too like cheery and kind of like the sun is out kind of like going to the beach that's the going to the beach that's it's all positive you know it's even more positive than a facebook uh that stuff is all positive there and it's it's about people celebrating the positive aspects of their life and like here's me in beautiful picture as translated through clear and beautiful pictures um this is my life as translated through uh contexts that are more perfect than real life more perfect not totally perfect but uh this is me this is the positive like me just doing things having a life and me sharing that with other people part of that's that social media platform and uh i just don't really i just don't like all that positive stuff i kind of just like it when they're when it's not sunny you know because it's uh there's less obligation i like it when it's cloudy outside because there's no obligation I like when it's raining. I like cloudy. Uh, do I like the cold? Uh, don't ask me that. I'm tired of being asked these questions. You, I don't tell you if I like the cold or not. You tell me. You tell somebody. Tell me if they like the cold. I'm not tell. I'm not divulging whether or not I like the cold. Whose job is it to say what about the cold? Certainly not I, said I. Sam I am. I mean, did you hear what's going on with Sam? There's a lot coming out about Sam I am recently. Like, there's just kind of the conservatives are going fucking insane about uh, some of the things that are leaking out about Sam I am. Like, I guess he was, I guess he and Mick Jagger flew to Jeffrey Epstein's island or something. And, uh, like, and but the cat in the hat is like nowhere to be seen though the cat in the hat is like but everybody's everybody's known the whole time that he was like that there was probably something about him not being a cat or like we don't even know that he's actually a dog and uh is what uh the concert it's what seems like there's overwhelming evidence for it at this point um like alex jones has been saying that for over 15 years the cat in the hat is actually a dog and a, he's a dog in a fedora and he's he's been I, he's been hammering that home and like people that's part of why he got banned from youtube and now it's kind of coming out like well it, like there's a lot of things alex jones was right about and um there's it's would not surprise us at this point if uh if it came out and went mainstream that 
the cat in the hat is actually a dog in a fedora but there's there's plenty of that there's not there's nothing but that there's nothing but evidence there's just like nothing but there's but evidence there's nothing but evidence for it there's but evidence they caught some butt evidence that the cat in the hat is a dog in the a dog in a fedora dog in the fedora cat in the it's dog in the fedora he's the dog in the cabbie but um i, I don't know they i guess they have some video of sam i am and uh mick jagger flying to jeffrey epstein's island it's i didn't make it up uh, but there's kind of just like a lot going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. This is a live experience and I didn't go in. I'm not talking about a topic because, uh, because fuck topics, right? Aren't, aren't we in the business of fuck topics? I am. I've always been in that business. I sold the rights to it. I already made $2 million off of it. Um, I pledge my support I pledged my support to something else, and then they got me on a technicality, and so it was an easy way out for me to uh, sell my business for two million dollars for the for the thing that I for the thing that I invented. Because I invent things, like I'm a I'm a maker, I'm a creator, you know, like Kanye West, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, like Kim when Kim Kardashian is like, you know, I'm an artist, and people are like, well, I she says she is, and she's popular. Does popularity make you art? Um, it would, it would maybe be true. So, um, uh, um, here's the thing. I'm, I'm 23 minutes into this very natural recording and now I'm holding myself. See, I said 23 minutes. You look on your dial there and if it's still, if it is 23 minutes, then you know that I held myself to a live experience and I didn't edit anything out because you, um, because in real life you can't edit anything out, you know? And so like, let's just make this exactly like real life, the same way that in real life, um, when I talk to people, I record myself and then I hand them a tape of me that I recorded myself so that they can listen to it and then respond to me. Like in real life, I just carry around tapes of all the things that I would say, and they're all just cassette tapes. Uh, like they're not all on one tape. I have a cassette tape for every different phrase. I haven't found a more efficient way to do it yet because I think that's all that technology would allow at this point is for me to record myself on uh, 400 different cassette tapes, each with a each one with a different thing that I say, and then I wait for somebody to talk to me, and then I rifle through my 400 cassette tapes. Each one has a label of what I said on it, and then I hand them a Walkman with my with my tape in it. It's a tape cassette tape Walkman and then make them listen to it. And then, um, because I, because I need to be able to talk to people. Right. Um, and everybody, everybody does talking a little bit different. Everybody speaks in a different language. I feel like I've made that point before. Everybody speaks in a different language. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like everybody. And so my language, except me and my language, my language is you hear me on something I said, uh, three years ago because I recorded all of them three years ago. I don't like for my, I don't use my words sparingly, you know, and, uh, I just want everybody, if I said one phrase, I kind of want everybody to hear it rather than that. I have to come up with a new one. And, and so like, if somebody could, if somebody could just have a conversation with me and, uh, accept me where I'm at, then they'd know that, that I'm a cool guy. Like, I just like to, um, 
it's just that I have to share myself through cassette tapes, but I'm, I'm a lot of fun and I, I am a blast to be around and, but I only talk through the cassette tapes that I give to people, but like, that's just part of my, I, that's part of my shtick, you know, and people really get a kick out of it. They have lots of fun with me and, uh, I never say any real words in person, but like, I, I, I wouldn't do that because that's not me. Um, I'm just living my truth. And but you just have to live what's true to you and don't don't hold back. Like I really don't hold back. I never don't hold back. I never don't hold back. I always don't hold back. I'm so loud and vivacious and uh, transparent and ostentatious and uh, over the top. I'm just so outgoing and bombastic. Like I'm just very, 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 very bombastic. I'm, I'm a bomb's worth of attitude, sassiness in your face, basically at all times. But I do speak through cassette tapes and don't say anything in real life. Um, but like, I'm just, I got this explosive personality, but like, I don't, I don't really like, I don't talk very energetically, but like you would hear that just based on the shtick and some of the gags I pull, like I got, I have a bunch of really silly gags. And if you ran into me, you'd be so sillified that you would, you would <laughs> explode. Uh, just like the bombs that I, just like the bombs, you know, I drop bombs, like I drop bombs, you know, I'm basically a little boy and big boy, those bombs, what were they, fat cat and little boy or something, little boy and fat boy, fat boy and little John, what were the two atomic bomb names that they dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, was it uh, big fat and little boy or like little John and big boy, big guy and tiny cat or something, was it like a little, hmm, was it, uh, what did they drop those atomic bombs on? Was it, like, Japan, or was it, like, uh, Russia? Um, historically, that's one historical fact people get confused really easily. Uh, it's a common misconception that we dropped the two atomic bombs on South Africa, and that's, like, people think that that's what happened to this day, and it's a common misconception. So, like, I, I find myself correcting people for that all the time. I'm like, no, it wasn't Egypt that we dropped atomic bombs on. It was actually Japan. And that's weird that I always have to say, I'm like, oh, no, we didn't drop them in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. We dropped them on, we didn't drop them on Chicago and St. Louis. We actually dropped them on Nagasaki and Hiroshima in Japan, the country of Japan. Um, and people, it's a common misconception that we, people always get it wrong that it was like Germany that initiated a lot of the war in, in World War Two. Like people always think that it was, um, the Galapagos Islands. Strangely enough that we, uh, pe because people have it in their head, maybe that's one of those Mandela effects. Like there's, because people have it in their head, that's a Mandela effect. That's a popular one, uh, one of the big ones. Because there's, because the Mandela effect, if you don't know what it is, is that uh, a whole segment of people, like a a lot of people across the world or across a country or something, have a memory of an event. They they have a collect. There's a shared memory across a bunch of people, and but uh, whatever memory they have is contradicted by are like modern day evidence of it uh for example one of the nelson man one of the popular ones this is a real one is that people remember 
Billy Graham dying in 2009 and watching his funeral, like thousands of people remember this or something, um, as like as the the internet people share this, like people share that they remember Billy Graham dying in 2009 and watching his funeral, but like Billy Graham was still alive in 2009. He died a few years after that. Uh, but that's just like a collective memory that people have. And it's called the Mandela effect because it originates like one of those is about Nelson Mandela. I can't remember. But another popular one is that Mona Lisa wasn't wasn't smiling as much as she is in the in the actual po- portrait. But we have the portrait modern day. We can look at it and see that she's like sort of smiling a little bit. But if you look up a picture of the Mona Lisa, you would probably think that she's smiling more than you remember her smiling. Like you would have thought that it was a more of a flatter, a more flat mouth that she was making rather than that it was the corners were tilted into a smile and like people remember it being flatter but uh the picture that we have of a modern day is uh that she's smiling a little bit and so it's like a it's like a collective memory that contradicts our modern evidence um and uh what i was gonna say was so there's like this mandela i forgot i forgot never mind this is a live experience i'm fucked i forgot what thing i was saying was a mandela effect that's a Mandela effect is that people remember, um, hmm, I wonder what I was saying. No, people remember something, the Galapagos Islands. No, the Mandela effect, there's a Mandela effect, something about, like, that we stormed Normandy, we stormed the Galapagos Islands. Um, lots of people remember it that way, and uh, it's like, we don't even know for sure if, like, there's so many people that remember the storming of Normandy as the storming of the Galapagos Islands. Okay, this is pretty irreverent. I'm sorry. Um, I apologize for, uh, I apologize that I'm not sacred enough to, that I'm, that I'm evil enough to be like, oh, Normandy, that's, we remember that as the storming of the Galapagos Islands. But like, how much, how much have we talked about the storming of Normandy? The Norming Stormandy, the Canadians and the Americans, and the English, the Canadians and the Americans and the English, formed a coalition to storm the Normandy beaches so that they could usurp control of France for their own, so that they could commandeer, so they could free, liberate, they could liberate free, commandeer, let go free of the people of France from the control and domineering hands of the German Luftwaffe and Blitzkriegers. So the Luftwaffe, like the Air Force, their Air Force, they were controlled by the air, by the airplanes, by the Air Force. They were controlled by that. Um, common misconception about World War II is that Germany actually had ground, ground troops. Um, they actually had, they did everything through drone strikes and through the air. The only thing that existed of the German army was the Luftwaffe. And it's a common misconception that they had soldiers on the ground. Um, that's, it's kind of interesting that people remember that wrong. And, uh, the, so the soldiers, but that one's actually, that one's actually, um, that one's actually false. And, uh, there's false, there's falseness and there's truth and there's truth and there's false and there's falseness and there's falseness and there's truth and there's falseness false 
Am I annoying you yet? Am I annoying you yet? Did I annoy you yet? Do you, are you pleased? Are you pleased yet? My pleasure. That was all. That's, that's what happens. You go to Chick-fil-A, they give you that spiel that I gave you for 33 minutes. That's their script is what I just said. And then they're like, my pleasure. You're, thank you. You're welcome. You know how like on their Chick-fil-A commercials, they're like, I like to make it so that I have a relationship with my customers rather than that I meaninglessly just say, how is your day? And then say good or just meaninglessly give them their receipt and their food or whatever. I like to say, oh, how's your day and how are you actually doing so that uh, I figure out what they're actually doing? Because Chick-fil-A employees, as represented by this commercial, um, uh, they're in the business of figuring out how you're actually doing because they're actually interested. I mean, and they might actually be. And, uh, but the, the problem is that nobody wants to be interested in at a drive through but obviously it's just an advertisement for Chick-fil-A to paint them as, uh, more caring than your, your, the workers there are more caring than your average worker. And, uh, they're, and, but they already, they already vibe that out by being, uh, the, my pleasure people, my, it's my pleasure. Um, it is, it is not my pleasure. It is my pleasure. It's not my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's not my pleasure. They, one time one of them coughed at me, like, it's not, (laughs) it's not, (laughs) it's not my pleasure. And, uh, they really got one over on me and that was hardcore. And yeah, I, I was like, damn, that's really, I'm go to Chick-fil-A just to get hurt. Sometimes, sometimes I get hurt by hearing it, by hearing that, me getting my fast food delivered to me was not somebody else's pleasure. That hurts me. It should always be someone else's pleasure. And that's why the only place I eat is Chick-fil-A. Because that's the only place I've found that the truth of it being somebody else's pleasure to deliver me food is conveyed. And that's the thing I want to find. I want to, that's what I'm searching for in life. I've just got to like chase that. Like, where is that in life? The only place I've found it is Chick-fil-A. That idea, I just want somebody else to be happy for serving me only. And like, there's and like, uh, if I'm not being served, so I, I can't make myself any food because it is not my pleasure to make myself food. Um, it is not my pleasure. And I say that out loud when I'm cooking, it is not, it is not my pleasure. It is not my pleasure. It is not my pleasure. I say that, um, I'm searing a steak. I'm like, this is not my pleasure. Um, I am not pleasured and my pleasure, do, pleasure does not befall me. I am not endowed with pleasure. I do not, f- I'm not filled with pleasure. Pleasure does not intersect with my presence. I don't want to be a part of pleasure. Pleasure doesn't undermine my existence by, by seeking to manipulate itself in a, in, to be in a relationship with me. Pleasure does not make its way to me. Pleasure, I, this is not pleasure. Pleasure is not involved. I don't deal with pleasure in this instance. Pleasure is not, I don't take part in pleasure as I do this. And I keep saying that over and over and over again um, uh, when, at a cookout, like a cookout for 20 people. I'm like, this is not, I'm, I do not like this. I'm not pleasured. I do, I'm not pleasured. And I scream that in people's faces sometimes. I just scream that, scream that in people's faces. Like, I'm not pleasured. And I say that to my boss. I say that to my my peers i say that to my superiors i say that to my barber i say that to my um to my um postal worker my local postal worker i say that to my dance instructor and i say that to my my botanist and that's not this is a live experience so i can't come up with everything like right on the instant and um, I just like that makes me want to 
cry that I'm not good enough. I just wish I was good enough again. Please make me good enough, please. Why can't I be? Every time I just like, why can't I be good enough again? Remember that one episode I recorded? Why can't I be good enough is that one? Because if I'm not good enough, then I can't even record it. No one wants to do it for me. Garbage me. Garbage me. I say over and over to myself sometimes, and it's just like, um, you get caught in that cycle, you you get caught in that loop, boy, I've been there, <laughs> we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> we've all been there, right, over, uh, over just, like, recording yourself, over the topic of recording yourself, um, over the speaking of your voice for, on a, on a digital something, Speaking of me on a digital something podcast, free, free for you, free for you to be all free today, just like the child catcher and chitty chitty bang bang, all free today, you know how she gets, um, she really catches children, I would, I would surmise based on what I've seen out of her, um, or if that's a boy or not, you know, like the guy from Owl City kind of looks like the child catcher from chitty chitty bang bang, you ever recognize that? Do you ever stop to think about that? Why didn't you if you didn't? You're like, oh, I forgot that the guy from Owl City looks like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And then you hit yourself on the forehead. Like, I can't believe it. Oh, damn it. That he got me again. He was posing as that guy. That's what he's posing as. That's what he's pretending to be. He sings all of his songs and then as that. Did you know that? That's what he is. And like, he's the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is his act. So he's singing Fireflies. He's actually talking about uh, luring children into a prison cell. And that's that's what most people lose sight of when they listen to that song. It's like the origins of it. because But that was actually written for him by uh, DJ Chitty Bang. But, uh, but DJ Chitty Bang received it from Jay-Z. So Jay-Z actually wrote that song originally. Um, but, uh, Dr. Dre is the one who empowered Owl City to, um, I mean, gave him the production resources so that's, that song could be heard. So don't lose sight of Dr. Dre's involvement in, um, the child catcher Owl City man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Father Abraham or something. His name is like, uh, I think Barry Gibb, right? Yeah. The guy who, the Owl City guy's name is Barry Gibb. Um, I forgot about that. Barry Gibb was, um, and it is the same guy as from the Bee Gees, but he's, uh, he took on a new form, but don't underestimate the power of Barry Gibb to reinvent himself. You didn't even know it was Barry Gibb. That's how talented Barry Gibb is. Um, and people underestimate how transcendent that guy is. He re- reinvented himself as a, as a Owl City, as a one man electronic music group. pretending to be the child catcher but uh doing disguising himself as it so well that nobody even knew so like barry gibb is owl city as the child catcher from chitty chitty bang bang if you didn't know that um and if you do already know it just keep believing in it keep believing in that world if you already know it just 
keep telling yourself that that's true over and over again so that you know what reality is. Just keep saying, if you already know it, or if you're in the process of figuring out the truth of that statement, the truth of the fact that the Owl City guy is, his act is the child catcher, but that Barry Gibb is the person playing the Owl City guy. I know that the Owl City guy has his own name, but that guy's actually, that's just a pseudonym for Barry Gibb. Um, and if you just, as you're, taking that in just keep saying it over and over to yourself say it over and over and over so you know what reality is that barry gibb is playing a, posing as the owl city guy who is pretending to be the child catcher from but uh but you know how you know how that gets but everybody everybody believes in the art of um conspiracy it's not a conspiracy it's not a conspiracy that that's what barry gibb is don't tell don't tell me what barry gibb is i interpret barry gibb to be whatever i want um and uh i'm i'm tired of the i'm tired of it i'm just like i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired you know what people do people are like i'm tired man i just i'm just a sloppy drunk of a person all the time that's how i'm just tired right now like what like as if you had as if you just got drunk in the uh, preceding hours of the conversation I'm having. Uh, I'm just like a, <laughs> I'm a narcolepsy walking around in real life kind of person. And I'm just tired for regular events, but all the time, some people just are tired and then that's their excuse. Okay. So what's my theme here? What am I talking about? Some people are just so tired and that's their excuse. Some people are just whatever. And that's their excuse. Some people are just like, who would do do? Okay, but me trying to talk about a topic is making this not interesting. Um, I'm actually going to pause this as part of this live experience. Just pause it. Come back for a second. One minute. I have to drink this coffee. Well, it's just like, whatever. I'm just drinking it while recording. I guess that's the point. Watch this. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. I learned that I can drink coffee while continuing to record. My heart is in the right place. Um, but if it was in the wrong place, I would not have lived this long, I don't think. If it was like, if my heart was in my left buttocks, then it probably, I probably wouldn't survive. I just live in the real world, you know? I live in the real, I live in real world LA, real world, um, MTV's real world. I just live there. Probably the realest world that anybody's ever imagined. MTV's real world. And we're, what the hell is that called? Let me see if that's what that is actually named. MTV's real world. Yeah, that is a thing. That must have been one real world. It's MTV's real world. There's MTV's real world. They're like, well, there's there's the real world, but now we're gonna make the MTV's real world. The MTV's real world, like that's just that's just gonna be that's just gonna be MTV for you. Um, so this is my real world, and uh, I'm just limited in what I can talk about. Because I don't feel like saying the full extent of my opinions. Because if I gave you me unfiltered, you wouldn't even be able to handle it. It would be like a hurricane. Um, totally disposing of your former life for you. Um, it would be like a... Be like... 
a sandstorm in a desert um, making you suffocate. Uh, I would be, I'm so suffocating. Life experience, help me. Oh, it's I'm really reaching a lull here. And let me tell you about what I want to say. What I want to say is this. Um, there's a such thing as specification. Yes. Yes, there is. There is such a thing as specification. There is such a thing. There is, there is such a thing as that. Things get specified. Let me talk about things get generalized and then they get specified. You know what an example of that is? One example is kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. But that's as generalization to specification as you can get. Because, uh, I mean, because anybody that is a species, like whatever whatever name that you give to a species, let me look up the uh, name for a jaguar. Let me look up what a jaguar species name is so that I have a real-life example of a species name. Jaguar. Jaguar species name. The jaguar species is the Panthera onca. Onca. The Panthera onca is the species of the jaguar, but like the jaguar is, uh, it's a, it's in a kingdom before it's in a phylum, before it's in a class, before it's in. So it's like in, it's in the animal kingdom, you know, and that's like just such a generalization of the jaguar. But it gets more specific the more you go down the line. But the jaguar becomes more identifiable the more you go down the line, uh, to the point that you reach one specific species, which is the Panthera onca, the name of the jaguar, as descriptive of the jaguar. And then you can, you can then within the Panthera onca single out specific jaguars so that you specify. A single jaguar even further than uh, just that you specified it to jaguar. And uh, let me talk about what that means. And uh, so that's like that's like a measure of identif identification. But identification goes from generalized to specif specified because uh, a kingdom, animal kingdom, it's an animal. You know, that's an identity of the jaguar. Isn't that what it is? That's an identity of a jaguar is an animal. It has the identity, it has a different identity at each of the levels of kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species, but it gets more specifically what it is uh, as it gets closer to its uh, species. But species like uh, comes from the same word as specialized, like special whatever is a species because it's like the most specialized version of the thing is why the last the last thing, last level in that kingdom final class order is called species because it's the level of greatest specification. And, and uh, what I'm talking about is that, so like scientifically, every planet is orbiting every single other planet so that the sun is orbiting something like bigger than the sun, but it's only something bigger than the sun that would cause the sun to orbit. Uh, whatever the sun's orbiting, so the sun has this orbit that we also that we often don't recognize, but it's like orbiting the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. But it's like whatever many thousands of light years away from the middle of the we are from the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. But the middle of the Milky Way galaxy is also orbiting something else, and this orbiting chain continues higher and higher up. And uh, the sun, so the sun orbits the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. Okay, are you with me? 
Are you with me there? Sun orbits the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy orbits uh, something bigger. Let me look that up. What's the Milky Way galaxy orbit? The Milky Way galaxy orbits what? Okay, so it's a, so first of all, the sun, in fact, our whole solar system orbits around the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And let me look at this. So a different question is, what does the Milky Way or Milky Way orbit around? We know most of the objects in the universe have a spherical or elliptical shape. The object which has less mass and gravitational pull orbits around the nearest object with more mass and gravitational pull, for example. I'm just reading this and not thinking about what I'm reading. I'm sorry. Moon orbits around Earth. That's the example. Earth orbits around Sun. Sun orbits around Sagittarius A, which is the center of the Milky Way. Okay, so the center of the Milky Way, we give the name Sagittarius A. Thus, is the Milky Way orbiting around some object, perhaps a black hole? I don't know. Okay, it's also known, common knowledge, that the Milky Way is uh, attracting the Andromeda galaxy. They're like sort of orbiting around each other, but I don't know that that's what the Milky Way is orbiting around. Okay, so there, there's no single point object nearby massive enough for the Milky Way galaxy to orbit around. Um, the Milky Way, along with the Andromeda galaxy nearby and a handful of other galaxies, are bound together in what is known as a local group. Each galaxy is moving within the common gravitational field of the whole group. Uh, the local group has a diameter of about 10 million light years. The local group is part of a larger structure, the Virgo supercluster, which is about 100 million light years in diameter and has at least 100 galaxies. Okay, so it's like a, our galaxy is a sub of a collection of galaxies that is a sub of the Virgo supercluster. And the Virgo supercluster is 100 million light years in diameter and has at least 100 galaxies. However, the Virgo supercluster is more loose. It is not gravitationally bound together. Okay, but it's, so that's just a way of classifying. Apparently they're not saying like everything in the Virgo supercluster is, uh, is trying to get closer together, is like bound by, bound by anything. Um, so there's a name though for what the Milky Way orbits around, which is the Great Attractor. And that's the name for the gravitational center of our local supergroup, and the local supergroup that the Milky Way is a part of. But the okay, but the metric expansion of space overwhelms gravitational attraction at that scale. The metric expansion of space only produces significant effects at the intergalactic scale. Um, so anything inside a galaxy is not affected much. In between galaxies, however, and ever more so with increasing scale, the metric expansion of space rips apart gravitational attraction, so we see a foamy appearance, right? Okay, so it, the orbits get more complicated when it's like the when it's a whole galaxy, but like uh, but um it kind of depends on what is at the center of what the sun is orbiting around, which is Sagittarius A. So maybe Sagittarius A is like a star. So Sagittarius A. Okay, so Sagittarius A is a bright and very compact astronomical radio source at the galactic center of the Milky Way. Apparently it's not a star. It's a radio source. So we're getting near the border of the constellation. Oh, it's a, it's a supermassive black hole. It's the location of a supermassive black hole. 
um, around which the sun is orbiting. So the sun is orbiting around a supermassive black hole, according to according to as much as we know about it scientifically. Okay, so like uh, so. It's like that supermassive black hole is the middle of the Milky Way. The Milky Way, so that would be hypothetically orbiting around something else. But anyways, even if you don't say that that's orbiting around, it said the it said that we're like the supergroup does orbit around something. And uh, um, he, 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 he. But anyways, the point that I'm making is that the sun orbits around this thing, which orbits around something else. And uh, basically, you as a person on the Earth, you you reach a greater level of specification of of orbiting. But like you frequent faster than the sun frequents in comparison, in relative comparison to your orbit to the sun's orbit. But I'm talking about the sun's orbit in comparison to the earth's orbit and in comparison to your orbit around the earth because you orbit around the center of the earth the center of the earth orbits around the sun you know so you are kind of like a planetary like matter you're you're some object that orbits around the earth really uh, because that's what you orbit around you you're on the surface of the earth the earth is rotating you orbit around the center of the earth the center of the earth orbits around the sun the sun orbits around sagittarius a and uh in comparison to sagittarius a uh, you you understand then how you are operating at a higher relative frequency than the sun is you versus the sun you you being a planetary object like something in the universe an object and the sun being an object that orbits and you being an object that orbits and so if you consider that the sun is orbiting like it frequents itself once upon completing an orbit and then the earth frequents itself upon completing orbit you frequent yourself upon completing an orbit um and all of these things are happening at the same time you understand that you are you have to frequent a lot more times uh before the earth like you have to frequent 365 times before the earth frequents itself once in an orbit as long as you're saying that's what a frequency is is a completion of an orbit which it would be because that's how you count that's how you would count that something happened one time you know and like the earth orbit like if you're frequenting years because frequencies as far as time periods are concerned like the earth you frequent 365 days like a day is a time period that upon its completion a day is frequented you know and uh so you you're operating at this frequency that is relatively faster than the earth's frequency but way more relatively faster than the sun's frequency and its ability to complete an orbit and so it gets faster that way the more that you uh, specify in terms of space really because you're a lot smaller than the sun but like the more that you arrive at a specific space like like you as a person you occupy a, a much more specific location like uh like a smaller smaller more microscopic location like the more microscopic that it gets in terms of what you're trying to describe that orbits something the more uh the more the the higher the relative frequency but like that's a, it's an increase of frequency the more microscopic you get in your ability to describe a planetary body that's orbiting something and so the more like specific you get the more the higher the frequency but like an increase in frequency like that is the same thing that's uh same thing that's given to you on like an electromagnetic spectrum or the visible spectrum or a spectrum like an increase in frequency from left to right but that's like uh that's like a it's like a specification of um because you have to keep specifying 
closer and closer and closer in a kingdom phylum class order family genus species kind of way because you gotta because that's the way that you would categorize it over large sections of space but like that is a categorization that keeps getting more and more microscopic is kingdom phylum class order family genus species and like so kingdom is a much broader category the same way that you'd have a very broad category for like a large section of the universe that included the virgo supercluster that the earth is a part of and like um so it's like it would appear that scientifically it is not factual like that they know factually that everything that it's just this chain of orbits that things go further and further and further and like the, a bigger object is then orbiting something bigger i guess it's not scientifically proven but i like uh, i'd have to read more about it actually really I, I don't i don't know for sure what the extent of the literature is on that and so it's just kind of like but at least for the, uh, as far as we know, in the local neighborhood we know, as far as we can determine, like, this orbiting th structure is happening. It's just that we don't know. We can barely see to the extent of, like, the Virgo, the Sagittarius A. Like, I don't know that we've ever seen it. Seeing as that we only have that one picture of a black hole that we got a couple years ago. And so we must not have a picture of Sagittarius A. And unless that one was, I don't think that one was Sagittarius A, but like we don't have a picture of it. There, some of this is just up to guesswork, and so it's not like known if there's orbits up higher and higher and higher. Um, but like locally, as far as we know, that is happening. So I'm like using that example for uh, like locally. There's an increase in frequency the more you consider a more specific relative orbit, really, and like. Uh, but I'm kind of trying to make the example that specification happens and it's like a it's like a higher maybe it's like a higher frequency or at least you could you could guess that you could guess like it's at a higher frequency um, the more specific it is but like the more so the more specific you are is the more identities that you take on in a kingdom phylum class order but like kind of way uh, but you, um, you become more specified as you get older, uh, because you take on more identities as you get older. But, uh, like when you're younger, you're kind of the same as everybody else in the same way that children have more potential than adults. Like you have the potential to be anything. And so you just have like, you haven't decided what you are when you're a kid, you have all these paths you can go on. And so because of that, kids are kind of the same as other kids. Like if you remember the way that things were in grade school, like you in relationship to the people in your class, it's just like, uh, there's just kind of a common ground for all of you rather than that you are able to find all this stuff that you're like your enemies with you're like sworn enemies with people. I mean, I guess you can be like in a more bib biblical sense, like totally opposing to somebody like, yeah, you can have an enemy with somebody in grade school, but like you, uh, it's just difficult for you to find all the shit to be upset about for your classmates when you're like in the fourth grade, you know, every, I'm just saying you're more the same, but like as a kid, you have more potential because you haven't gone, you haven't made these decisions and gone on all these pathways that differentiate you from the people around you. And so you all like, you start off on the same plane, like as a baby, everybody is the same, you know, baby, baby does the same thing. Everybody is the same baby, basically, because a baby does all the same things. Uh, like everybody's kind of the same when they're a baby, you get more differentiated from people as you get older to the point that when you're 80, it's like, total people can't ignore or call bullshit on you, that you are that 80 year old person they can't ignore the body of work that you've produced 
as that one person all of your life that you remain consistent through all of your decisions actions and identities that you took on uh you that you remain consistent you're central to all that that would that's impossible for somebody to ignore for an 80 year old like you're definitely that person as an 80 year old person since you've proven yourself to be that for 80 years in a row like uh you're totally that and and so like uh maybe there's just like less that you would have proven yourself to be when you're when you're a kid but you take on more identities as you get older you have you're a collection of more jobs and locations that you've lived as you get older like just by your job title you take on a new job you get a new identity if you're like uh if you're an electrician or something you're uh you're a plumber or something you become both of those you can only become one and then you become the other later on if you take on both of those roles but if you take on both of those roles you're collective of both those identities and what you're and what you end up with at the end of your life is your collection of all these identities that's specific to you because only you've taken on those identities but like you've given your money to all these different things like what you what you've bought in your life you like your collection of things your collections of, of decisions you made or like make it um make you identifiable in that way but you just become more specified and more differentiated as you get older based on based on your set of decisions is more is is more distinguishable as you get older it's like it's not as distinguishable when you're younger but you just become more distinguished the more that you do but it's just like inevitable that you take on th more things and like the more that you take on it's just like going to be specific to you but you just get specified more as you get older and but that's just kind of an argument like do you um you get more differentiated from people as you age, I would say. You just become more different. But, like, you feel, you would say that you feel different from other people. Like, it's harder to, it's it's difficult when you're 40 to just become friends with somebody that you never met before. A lot, it's a lot more difficult because you, uh, because you are already see yourself as different from everybody like you understand your differences from people you're you're made aware of your differences to people more as you get older is the thing too you're oblivious to them when you're younger and uh as you get older you realize more about the earth but like you you are made aware of your place in it and ways that you contradict other people ways that you're different from other people like you realize the way that your ways that you're different from other people as you get older uh, I would say so that's my argument to you I'm sure that you would think if you want to contradict me you're like well no I think I see myself more the same as this person as I get older like maybe you see yourself as like more like your parents I think you do that you see yourself as like oh this is the ways that I'm I'm like my parents as, as I get older but like I don't know the people around you it's just like any average person that's around you you understand their your differences from them the more that as you get older like you would just think that everybody's on the same team when you're younger i would say this is my argument like you would just think everybody's on the same team more so rather than that there's this reason to be divided about things but like you just form your own opinion and your own position in life and you get it gets hardened into you more as you get older so that you're uh so that you're stuck in your ways as you get older same as like you're older you're just stuck in your ways you want it to be like the time period that you lived in you just make it more it's just like 
also younger people didn't grow up in the time period you did they didn't identify themselves themselves through the same mediums and phenomenons that you did that were important when you were growing up but like you're you just become more specifically your identity as you get older but it's like there's a certain in terms of identifiability like there's just there's all these ways you can be identified the same way that a jaguar being a panthera onca is like specifically that but it is also all these more general identities like you you have all these identities like your uh whatever the jaguar is is in the animal kingdom but then the something like at some point the large cat phylum like whatever it categorizes it until it gets to the specific thing but like you exist as all of these identities at one time like a marlboro cigarette it has a has a number of identities that it is but it's like a, there's a generalization to specification of it so a cigarette is like the most general thing you'd call it is matter probably or just a thing but a thing applies to everything but like everything has the identity thing really you do but any inanimate object like thing is to the point that you aren't even separated from inanimate objects is what thing does as a word like the generalization but you have that identity and uh then you got to go kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species for any object to like define it. But that's what definitions are. Like definitions are a specification uh, on that level. There's all these like levels of categorization and that, uh, but like a kingdom, phylum, class, order. But so like for a cigarette is a thing, but then more specifically, it's like a, it's a product, you know, there's, then you specify it, then you specify it further to say it's like, um, a tobacco product or like a product that comes from a field because tobacco comes from a field like oh it's a product that comes from a field and then you're like oh it's a tobacco product um, and then you're like oh you can specify it as something that's sold in gas stations you know you could specify it that way but uh, eventually you get to it is a cigarette and so a cigarette is specific is kind of like the panthera onca but then you can specify within cigarettes so you're like oh it's a marlboro cigarette so that's a more specific identity for it and so in terms of identifiability there's like a generalization to specification uh order of things and you can go to marlboro cigarette even more specific than that is it's a marlboro 27 and then you can so there's a Marlboro 27, but there's like thousands of Marlboro 27 cigarettes out there. And then for a f further specification of identity. So it's like, what would you call that? Is that a more, that's like a more efficient identity. Like, what does that do for the identity when they're all identities? Like a cigarette is a thing, is a thing sold in a gas station, is a tobacco product, is um like, is like uh but uh, and then more specifically is a marlboro cigarette more specifically than that is a marlboro 27 and then you can specify it to the one pack in the world that has like oh because you could number marlboro 27 cigarettes to be like this is the number one of those the number two of those number three of those and say you're looking for number 300,000 uh 219 that that number of marlboro 27 cigarette and it's in this specific pack and but like it's like the fourth cigarette from the left in this pack in the second row or something and uh and so that's that specific cigarette but it's like only it's like the one 
made, but that's its most specific identity. So you can, uh, so what am I saying is significant about that? It's just that you have all these identities at one time. So what's better about a more specific one? Um, maybe it's more, like it's more efficient, but it more it gets more at the heart of what what you are. So it's more significant. It's more like there's more a speciality the more specific you define the identity. But it's like more, I'd say it's more intelligent, really. It's more exacting. It's more, perf well, it's more exacting, but it's more, it'd be more intelligent because it tells you more, um, I mean, that you're able to differentiate one cigarette from another one or one kind of cigarette from another one. It's just like, it's just like um, your categorization. It, all of that is just uh, specifications of categories so that you can specify your category further and further. But like you can do that on you can do that on a number line where you specify your category further and further uh, by making fractional amounts at f at levels that are further and further down or like making finding a point between one and two that exists like, because you can make infinite points between one and two on a number line, but the more you specify, the more you uh, like that. That seems kind of unapplicable, though. Like, what's the point of figuring out different fractions in an infinite space? Like, but this is that is that you're specifying different. You're specifying infinity. Like, you're getting closer to uh, you're getting closer to understanding what an infinitesimal is, where you started with infinity itself. But like you defining more and more exactly what infinitesimal is different from another in infinitesimal is something like intelligence, because it speaks to your ability to define the infinite. And so uh, you you being able to define the infinite is is intelligent, but it's based on how much you can how specifically you can divide a category but it has to do with like it has to do with your identity because uh that somebody would be able to spe specifically say what you are um so like most efficiently or more most specified your identity is your your full name and included in that like where you come from so that you're differentiated from other people that have your exact name so like that's like the most specific version of you but what is what is intelligent about that instead of just calling you a human is that it's um well like other people come up with the language to specify the identity you know but this is this is the problem i have with identity and why I keep talking about it is like other people call you it gives you the identity but you still have it like you still have an equalness to other people of the identity so it's like a word it's like both subjective and objective at the same time uh so I'm so now I'm just getting into my fundamental problem with the thing uh, there's so the specification let me talk it out for you as long as I did end up talking about a topic here um, this is a live ass experience it's so live ass it's the most live ass thing that I've done it's probably the most live ass recording it's very live um, oh my goodness it's so so live oh it's so live right now but it's not like live it's not live. It's just live for my, by my standards, because I'm not stopping to, I'm not going to edit anything out. 
So let me talk about what I'm talking about. Like, what is what's important about a more uh, important about specification? The way that I'm saying it. So, like the example I was using about frequency, I didn't wrap that up very well because I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, but it's like a faster frequency. Faster frequency would be attributed to the purple side of a visible spectrum, where lower frequency is the red side. So the end of the Roy G Biv is a faster frequency. Just so you know, and uh, there's. But like, those aren't better. Purple section isn't better than red section, you know, um, for, as far as that analogy is concerned. But there's like, um, so a higher frequency, I, I feel like I would have had something more profound to say about that at a different time where I was more interested in specification overall. But like, uh, I, I feel like more specified is more intelligent, but that's like your language, the more that you can, um, because quantum physics has to do with a you describing an infinite space, and the more that you can describe of it is like, the more, the more that you can have an intelligent discussion about quantum physics is like the more that there's words and terms for the infinite space that you're describing, but it doesn't have to be like, where it doesn't have to be a topic based around an infinite space like quantum mechanics. It can just be, can just be physics or math or anything. Like the more, more that you can pinpoint, it speaks to pinpointing. The more that you can pinpoint things, um, but you, uh, it speaks to determining the proper place of a thing. Um, the more specifically you understand a thing. Like it's more intelligent because it tells you more about like that is knowledge. Like greater knowledge is greater definition, isn't it? Greater knowledge is more that you know about what is in what's proper place. Like the more that you know, the more that you could identify. It's like a greater level of intelligence to identify that there's eight or nine with Pluto planets orbiting the sun when bef then uh, before when we didn't know that there were any planets orbiting the sun we're just like oh the earth and then there's space or there's like the earth and the sun it's a greater level of intelligence to pinpoint all the planets you know like that makes us more intelligent but it's like those are those are facts that are then included in our collective body of knowledge as a humanity is like that there's Mars and then that Mars's orbit is larger than earth and like that there's Jupiter, that we learn these things, we learn something, so it gives us a, a new fact or something that we include into our body of knowledge, but that's like a greater, it's collect, so our body of knowledge is collective of all these facts, but the more facts we get, the more, the more intelligent, really, the more intelligent that you are, so like knowledge is power, is, is the thing, is what that is, but knowledge is knowledge is specification because the only way that you get more knowledge is if you specify something that was previously unspecified uh that's the only way and you specifying something previously unspecified is you taking a category and then making a division within it so that you arrive with uh two category you arrive with a more specified category but like that's um, so you gaining knowledge or you specifying something is you making something infinite more finite, but you only, you deal in manipulating the infinite by making divisions or categorizations within it that previously didn't exist. So it's like your manipulation of the infinite is you specifying something, you gaining a, a thing, a no, knowledge that you didn't have before, um, as long as there's knowledge to be gained. And so it's like the knowledge that you gain is already there is kind of what I'm saying. It's already there somewhere. It's just like you, um, 
you stumble upon it. You find it like the same way that we did anything scientifically, the same way that they find, well, it's a particle is both a wave and a particle. Like that's something that you experimented with, that you observed, that you eventually, we eventually arrived at that conclusion that it is both of those. Whereas like for hundreds of years before that, they were oscillating scientifically between the consensus that a wave was just a wave or it was just a particle. So different eras of science saw this thing as either just a wave or just a particle until the early 19th century we arrived at that it's a the particle is a particle and a wave it's wave particle duality and that's the way that we describe it but that's like a language that's a that's a specification to describe it as being both things which is like you can arrive at specifications that are um dualities like that apparently and so um in in my opinion that is the next era of specification itself it's like dualities or things that do two things at once because like um that's kind of transcendent of definition be to find something that's two things at once but it's like uh but um so we figured that out at some point that we included that in our body of knowledge that was like a more intelligent conclusion that we arrived at but it was already that you know the it was already both a wave and a particle it's just like it only it took us a while to figure it out it's the same we do all that with mathematics mathematics we we stumble upon this information the same way we do science like it's not what would be the uh, the alternative to that like you not stumbling upon it what what else would you say is how we arrive at the body of knowledge that we arrived at? Like that it's, um, because I'm saying it's kind of revealed to you. It already exists and it's only waiting on, it's only waiting on you to come up with the terms for it or to like shed light on it enough to understand the parameters of something so that you can make a categorization out of it because you have to, uh, because you need to shed enough light on the area to be able to explain it to yourself. But before you can explain it to yourself, it just exists and you don't have the words for it. But all language is like that. Um, we didn't, there are like times in our formative history as humanity that we didn't have language, like when we were all just primitive apes or whatever then uh, we didn't have language then but then we developed language but your development of language is like a specification um any word that you have is like something that you arrived at that you didn't know before you shed enough light on the situation to be able to describe it to yourself like that you come up with a word for a tree you uh trees already exist but they trees existed before you had a word for tree is what i'm saying everything that we have language for existed before we came up with language for it and so like your like specification at all is just language and like languages but you come up with more complicated you come up with better ways to describe things you understand things proper place like that and you uh that is you understanding infinity at a greater and greater level but it's like relatively more you understand infinity the more that you the more that you include of uh, what what can be specified, the whole thing from generalization to specification is a from the same to the different, uh, same to different kind of scale. But like a same to different kind of scale is is an identity is an identity kind of scale, identifiability scale. And so it's like identity does go from that to general to specific because it it is found everywhere from general to specific is an identity because every one of those you human is an identity for you it's just that like the scale it's kind of like identity represents itself in relative instances and um and so but the end of it the two ends of it are generalization and specification and because that's as far as it goes it's like uh the far the farthest it goes is to the point that it pinpoints you to be you as the most that you bring to the world or like you as most specific you as most differentiated so 
the significance of what I'm saying is really that identity for a spectrum goes from sameness to difference because that is its thing to its opposite thing but it would be equivalent to say that it goes from generalization to specification and on the uh, generalization to specification spectrum for you as an individual is found every possible instance of your identity every everything that is identifiable about you but like from you generalize to like human or just thing generalize from thing or matter to like specifically what you are and at the point that it at the point that identity is seeing you as differentiated is the point that you're like uh um is gives you it gives you the ability to acknowledge yourself as differentiated as opposed to acknowledging yourself as the same but like you can go about life seeing yourself as different from people and that that is more you seeing yourself to be special or that you bring value to the world or you can see yourself to be the same as everybody but like you have both of those identities it's just that like what do you want to see yourself as the same as everybody and then kind of give yourself less purpose or or do you find purpose in seeing yourself as the same as everybody else or you find more purpose in seeing yourself as different like i would say that i would say it'd be difficult to say that like purpose is for the differentiation side of it purpose is for you seeing yourself as different that's where you find that you have purpose because that is what gives you value is if you have a different definition from everybody else and um like so i got to the point near the end here but identity works on every part of the scale every part of the spectrum and the spectrum is infinite um, every everything that you could categorize yourself as is an identity and so like spectrums from differentiation to sameness are uh, are done are constituted by identity or or identifiable instances really and uh, so like identity is kind of naturally relative like that so there you go that was a that was a live experience and uh, thank your doctor today for uh, being an essential worker and uh, make sure that you thank your um optometrist make sure that you uh thank your agent thank your agent for making you who you are today and uh, believe in yourself and live by live by the rules of live by the rules of the road thank you bye